we love you Lord with all our hearts with all our minds with all our souls we enter into your court with thanksgiving to your presence with praise for you inhabit the praise of your people and you encamp around those who worship you oh father you seek true worshipers they that worship you in spirit and in truth so we worship you in spirit and in truth kavaniyo saladiyo kabadiya anavana koyadiya takola bati salakiyo tariyo valadiya Anono zaradu karari Shana kutamai na vana kutapai Telagu vadama takota pavil Anokumbara iva dagozalek Tanono maniva takudagai Hamre toko hamre toko tavai Hamre kato vade kaitoko Ano pane tano taelekon Pila lavadia na kopatia Sanono kupai lavadamie la kupani vaila supa Tamano kovabia la ku Tama vumahai na vudada goya diaz Topanyo sanoya taviago Shaladiato kamaino sanama Tamaino sanama hava 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 gada Selaku mahayes Temeti kuvana ila takuza naya Da kupa iva haya la kupe lava Da kupe lava haya Aya no na na gava na kumai na kunai na 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 savani Tevai na kupa ilada Tevahana kaina na kumba nami Kumba nami Eta kumbe vaya Eta kumbe vayakuta maviyala What is it then? I will pray with my spirit And I will pray with the understanding also And I will sing with the spirit And I will sing with the understanding also Be lifted high Be magnified Be exalted now As we give you praise dear Jesus Father you are worthy 
Because Father, you are holy. There is none like you in all of heaven and earth. Ana, 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 eta kupaina haye, avataka, davataka, iva nakata hita kuna maye, eveneo sapavia takavie. Apaviana na na kumaniana na kola, hey amata kola, hey amata kola, hey amata kola, hey amata kola, ela ela makoete vaeta kopaivala, ena mavaela kute mavaidala, ha ha la yoga pa, ha ya lagoda pa. Let our worship be as incense, a sweet smelling aroma to your nostrils. Oh God, we worship. Oh God, we worship. Ooh, we worship. Jehovah, we worship 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 Jehovah. We worship, we worship, we worship, we worship. When human language does not satisfy, kano no yele kuva bayela, kano no kuva bayela, kano kuva bayela, kano kuva bayela, kano kuva bayela. Worship Jehovah, Ananaga Babaya, Tanaka Babaya. We worship, we worship Jehovah. We worship, we worship Jehovah, Ananaka We worship Jehovah, we worship, and we bow down and worship Yahweh. We bow down. And worship Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. We bow 
Bless him with your own song. Bless him with your own melody. Ooh. 
Amen. Mm-hmm. 
everything is promised is yes and amen yes and amen yes and amen come on just lift up your hands and thank him right now bless him thank you lord that you are faithful god Hallelujah. 
Bless you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. May be seated.
You know, it's interesting that the very last word to be spoken, to be written in the Bible. Know what word it was? And the grace of the Lord be with you. Amen. That's how the book was sealed. Amen. 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 This is his promises. In him. Yes, and amen. We love you, Jesus. Praise God. Oof. Turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Yeah, I think I'll take it from Matthew. Chapter 17. Chapter 17. We will read from verse 14. read this to you from a slightly uh, different translation up until we get to where I want us to get to. It says, and they came where a large crowd had gathered to wait for Jesus. A man came and knelt before him and said, Lord, please show your tender mercy toward my son. He has a demon who afflicts him. He has epilepsy and he suffers horribly from seizures. He often falls into the cooking fire or into the river. I brought him to your followers, but they weren't able to heal him. They weren't able to heal him. Implying that they did try, right? They did try to heal him, but they weren't able. The ability to do so was not there. They weren't able to. They could not heal him. And he continues. Jesus replied, Where is your faith? 
Can't you see how wayward and wrong this generation is? How much longer do I stay with you and put up with your doubts? Bring your son to me. When I read this, you know, it seems to me that Jesus was agitated. He was irritated. His communication is not gentle. It's how long? Shall I bear with this perverse and unbelieving generation? Now, he said that after the father said he brought the child to his disciples and they could not heal him. that seemed to rub Jesus the wrong way. That seemed to get Jesus irritated. The question is, why? Why? Read, read what he says. Read what he says. He says, And Jesus, so verse 16, so I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Give me a little bit volume, please. But they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. They fail. Bring him here to me. But he's asking the question, how long shall I bear with you? Is, is he not the, the meek and long-suffering one? Now he's saying statements like, how long shall I bear with you? Implying that he was angry. He was angry that they could not cure. They could not provide solution to the condition of the young boy. He was effectively saying, am I the only one that can do this? Am I the only one that can do this really? Are you so faithless? This is one of the first times we see Jesus respond in an angrily manner before performing a miracle. You never see Jesus do that apart from when he was rebuking the Pharisees with the, with the with the man with the withered hand on Sabbath. But apart from that, we, we see his willingness to heal, to help. And now, here's an issue that his own disciples, by the way, he had given them power. 
If you read chapter 10 of Matthew and Luke, you will discover that he had given those ones that were left there power over unclean spirits and to heal every manner of disease and sickness, yet they could not. With all the, the power that was delegated to them by Jesus, they could not. And Jesus angrily said, Oh, you faithless and perverse generation. He was effectively pointing to the solution to that boy's critical condition. They did not have the thing that necessitated the healing and the deliverance of that boy. Yet they had the, they had the power. They had, but they did not have the faith. The power was there, but because the faith was missing, nothing could be done for the young boy. And Jesus said, it is this entire generation. He says, this whole generation has no faith. It is faithless. Follow the story. Alright? Because it gets somewhere. He says, this generation is faithless. That means that faithlessness is the cause of demonic rampage. Not the demons. I don't know if you heard me. Faithlessness is the cause behind every demonic and satanic rampage. So the racket that Satan is causing all over the world, he does so because this generation has no faith. And if these spirits that cause havoc do so on the absence of faith, it means that faith has power to dominate spirits. That power without faith can work. That love without faith can work. That for anything in our lives to work, Faith is essential. What Jesus was trying to teach us was the essentiality of faith. That you cannot expect to live life, go through life without faith. He was telling us that it is a danger to our life to live and operate on this plane without faith. A man without faith is defenseless. The Bible calls faith in Ephesians chapter 6, the shield, just taking up the shield of faith by which you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So if you live your life without faith, you are defenseless. You have no, you have no adequate defense systems. Hence, they could not save the boy. They could not help the boy. 
Why? Because there was a lack of faith. The generation was full of faithlessness. Jesus expected that on the basis of what he told them, they could and would heal their boy. And every other challenge, circumstance and situation that faced them. But they could not. They could not. And Jesus in disappointment exclaimed, Oh perverse and faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And what is he looking for when he comes back? He's not looking for power. He's looking for faith. Shall the son of man find faith when he returns to the earth? Where is the faith of the saints? That's what he was asking. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? A man cannot relate to God and with the possibilities that he offers, cannot access and commune with his ability without faith. And Jesus said, where is your faith? Maybe you're at a point in your life where you think God doesn't care about you. That God doesn't love you. That God doesn't consider you. Because of the afflictions, the problems, the issues that you are facing in your life. Maybe you think that the cause behind all that is because God doesn't love you. My brother, my sister, it has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with you. Where is your faith? When you ask God, Lord, where is my help? He will ask you, where is your faith? It means that the demon problem that this man was faith, faced with was a faith problem. So is every other problem that man faces. It is more of a faith problem than the problem itself. So he said, oh, faithless and twisted generation. This generation has it all twisted. And Jesus says, faith is essential. Faith is essential. Faith is essential. Look at someone say, faith is essential. Yes, faith is essential. Do you know Jesus could only do what he did by faith? Do you know that? He could only do what he did by faith. Every miracle he ever performed it was by faith, either by his own faith or by the faith of the recipients. Faith is the ground upon all, upon which all miracles will happen. If that ground does not exist, no miracle can happen. Everything remains natural without faith. Life becomes natural without faith. 
Life becomes ordinary without faith. The expectation of the supernatural, the expectation of the superordinary, ceases to find place in your life without faith. Yes, faith is the supernatural element that allows the Holy Spirit to work in your life. It is the supernatural element that gives God access to function and operate and demonstrate His power to His, to his people. Without faith, God can't help you. I will repeat that. Without faith, God can't help you. You are helpless without faith. Because the only thing that gives God the invitation to function in the realm of man is the faith of the man who is seeking God. Without that man's faith, there can be no God's help. Because faith is what makes miracles possible. Faith. Faith. So this man came to Jesus because Jesus was not a man of power. He was a man of faith. He could make things happen. He could make things happen. And this is proof that the world needs faith. The world needs some connection with divine power, with divine authority. And only faith can give them that. When Jesus came, he was the Farneros of ability. He was the manifestation and manifesto of ability. If you want possibilities in your life, Jesus said, faith is a prerequisite. Before any miracle, before any super ordinary, supernatural work of God in your life, he said, faith must be present. So he said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? How long shall I bear your faithlessness? This means that to God, faithlessness is intolerable. That God does not tolerate faithlessness. This is proven when he said, I saw by my own name, they shall not enter my rest because of their unbelief. He says, I, I swear by my own name, they will not enter. And an entire generation died died having not seen the promises of God, having not entered the rest of God. Why? Because they were unpersuadable. God could not persuade them. And this is what the scripture says, right? The scripture says that, that, that they having heard the same word which we also hear, did not produce any effect because the word they received and heard was not mixed. Salamati. Was not mixed. With faith yes faith is the catalyst behind all powerful works the entire universe the entire world every created thing both spiritual and natural has its origins from faith 
It is the first substance, the first creation of Logos. And without this element, this substance operating in you, because the Bible says faith is a substance, and we are commanded by the scriptures that the just shall live by the substance of faith. And it's the substance of reality. The reality that you hope to see in your life. That is faith. The hope of that man was that when he brought his son to Jesus, to his disciples, that his hope would turn into faith. But Jesus said, before that could happen, he said, you must have the faith for your hope to turn into a reality. Because no hope becomes materiality without faith. It is faith that makes hopes real. It is faith that makes dreams come true. Without faith, no dream can ever come true. Without faith, no hope can ever find foothold in your life. Yes, the life you are looking for is hidden in faith. The life you are desperately crying for, praying for, that's why many pray and never receive answers. Because it's not so much so prayer that brings the answers, but faith. But faith in prayer. So Jesus said, oh faithless, oh faithless, oh faithless and perverse generation. Because there was no faith. There was no faith in his disciples. There was no faith in his disciples to heal and deliver and drive out that spirit. It was not there. It was not there because faith not only has the power to control unseen elements, but seen elements, material elements as well. I told you when I taught you about the fourth dimension that faith has the power to alter the third dimensional world. The, the world of objects, the world of materials, faith can alter it. I'll show you now in the Bible. It's not me. I'll show you now in the Bible. Let's read. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the demon. And it came out of him. Question is, how did the demon come out of him? By? By the faith of Jesus. By the faith of Jesus. So he rebuked the demon and the demon came out of him. So he said, come out of him. The demon, the demon responded. The disciples said, come out of him. The demon didn't respond. The demon couldn't hear. He said, come out. Nothing happened. Be healed. Nothing happened. Get out. Nothing happened. I rebuke you. Nothing happened. Why? Their words had no faith. And it, it seems like the demon could detect faithlessness. It, 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 it looks like if the demons responded to Jesus but did not respond to the disciples, that implies that 
It knows when faith is present. That means that faith is a terror to devils. That faith, your faith is a terror to devils because with faith you can have the authority to drive them. You can have the authority to command them. You can have the authority to tell them what to do. This means that faith is not something from this world. Because if faith can terrorize, make devils subject to you, that means that faith, the substance of faith, is something more powerful than you know. 90% of all human problems are demonically caused. 10% is human error. 90% either directly or indirectly are caused by demons. That means if you have faith, 90% of your problems are solved. If you have faith, 90% of your problems are solved. That means throughout your life, all you need to deal with is the 10% of problems that emanate from your own foolishness. So this means that the majority of our problems in this life, in our individual lives, is a result of the absence of faith. Is the result of the lack of faith. So we, we, we become slaves to life, prisoners in our own lives because we don't have faith. And the child was cured from, listen, not tomorrow, yeah? Not three weeks. From that very hour. He was born like that. Remember what the, the, the father said? said from birth. And with one word, the boy from that hour was cured. Demonstrating to us that the things we are crying about are not really difficult to solve. They are not really difficult to solve. It is only the absence of faith. Because if faith is absent, then something must be prevalent. And the antithesis, the antithesis of faith is unbelief. Let's read. And the, and the child was cured from, the, from that very... Then the disciples came to Jesus privately. It bothered them. Because what they could not do, Jesus did effortlessly. There are people that, that seem to make success easy. You know them? They're just succeeding in life they just they just prospering in life and here you are exasperated tired because you are trying to be successful struggling to be successful and you wonder why are they having it easy why am i having it hard 
There's no faith in what you're doing. Everything becomes hard or twice as difficult if faith is absent. These are extrapolations from the scriptures. Everything becomes hard twice, if not three times or four times as difficult if you do it without faith. That means everything you do, you must believe that it can and it will be successful. This is, this is, this is, okay, why do you do what you do? Why do you wake up every morning and work? Why do you wake up every morning and go to work? Sometimes not even the, the job you like, you're just doing it. Right? Why are you doing it? Do you like it? No. Do you love it? Is that what you want to do for the rest of your life? So why are you still doing something that you don't want to do for the rest of your life? Why? Circumstances, pastor. Right? Circumstances. I can assure you, all of you here, the thing you are doing now is not something that you grew up thinking you're going to do. Huh? Is it? You, you had dreams, right? Plans, right? Aspirations, right? Until life came and knocked you down and then offered you. Yeah? Offered you an alternative life to what was inside you. What you, what you are doing now, do you, do you love doing it? Eh? Did you see yourself doing it? No, look at me, look at me. I'm trying to help you. So why are you doing it? Yeah? No, don't use my phrase. Use, use the thing that's motivating you every morning. Who said the money? Is the money enough? So it's not the money, right? You know what it is? Survival. You are trying to survive. Survival will make you replace your dreams to succumb to the conditions you are facing. But did you know that you don't need to survive. Did you know that any, at any point in, 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 in time, you can come to your senses? <laughs> you are out of your senses now. <laughs> Did you know that you can come to your senses and start living instead of surviving? Do you know that? You probably did it, but I'm telling you. Stop surviving. Surviving is a life of the faithless. 
Only the faithless survive. But, but those who are full of faith, they thrive. Because you, you, you are seeing, you are seeing what this third dimensional world, this system is offering you. And you are settling. Not because it's what you want, but because you fear that without this, your life will come to ruin. Who told you? Who told you? Who told you? It's your fear that's been whispering to you. It's your fear. Why? Because you, you have not mastered the faith to, to, to believe in your own desires. You have not mastered the faith to believe in success and prosperity and all that God has to offer you. And you are like the disciples when nobody is watching you. When you're all alone, lying on your bed, you go up to God and say, Lord, one, why can't my life be like Sophia's? Why, why can't my life be like John's? Lord, why, why? Why can't I also be successful? Why can't I also be happy? Why can't I also afford a good life? Lord, why? And before he answers, he always walk away because <laughs> they, they came to Jesus privately. Away from the crowd. Yeah? Privately. Tell us, Lord. You don't need to survive. You don't need to survive. You need faith. You need faith. Jesus, Jesus says something that I, I want to excavate for you today. Hopefully, it might help you. Hopefully, it might help you. So they, they come to Jesus. Thank God they did. Thank God. Thank God. Because we wouldn't, we wouldn't have known. We would never have known how could Jesus do it so effortlessly. And they couldn't. Yet they had the same power that he had. Listen to the Lord. Still remember that? Amen, amen. You still remember it? Me, what, what? The hell? What the hell, bro? So, so the, the, verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? I love it. Thank God they did. 
Why could we not cast it out? Oh my God. Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. The Greek word there means apistis. Your little faith. Because of your unbelief. I, 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 I want to read you in this. I want to read you in this translation. Verse 20, he says, he told them it was because of lack of, it, it was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside you, now, now what Jesus says here proves that the majority of people who say have faith don't have faith. That the vast majority of Christendom really don't have faith. Based on what Jesus says, because Jesus says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, if you have faith, as a mustard seed if you have faith as a mustard if, if, if you have faith 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 if you have faith, 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 can you see it? Barely, right? Barely, right? Jesus says, if, if you have faith the size, what Jesus was trying to show them two things. Number one, he was trying to, to show them that they didn't have that faith. Because he said, if you have, they did not have that faith. Because Jesus said, if you have faith, as a mustard seed. If you have faith, not only will you cast out this devil, but you shall say to this mountain, move away from, if, if he says faith, mustard seed faith, moves, moves, it moves, it can dislodge, do you understand what Jesus says? That means, that means mustard seed faith can dislodge material things. That means it can dislodge, it can dislodge poverty from your life. And he shows us how that faith works. It works by saying. He said, you shall say to this mountain. And he was, he was referring to a physical, literal mountain. He says, he says, 
faith as small as a mustard seed can dislodge a mountain. You know what the Aramaic says? You know what the Aramaic version says? Let me read it to you. If you have faith, if you have faith no bigger than the size of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, you can say. In other words, faith gives you ability. Faith gives you ability. Faith gives you ability. Faith gives you miracle producing, power producing ability. If you have faith the size of a master seed, question is, do you have it? If you have it, Jesus said, look what you can do. You can, you can say to the mountain. He didn't say use your physical force. He didn't say use, use your own strength. That's the problem with many of us. Because we don't have faith, we use our strength. But he says if you have faith, he says you will say. He says the strength of your words will be greater than the weight and force of a physical mountain. Imagine what faith does to your words. He says a mustard seed sized faith will give your word plutonic power. Power to move mountains. Then he says something. Then the Lord says something. He says, then, then he says, there is nothing you couldn't do. The, the Aramaic says, there is nothing higher or stronger than you with that faith. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? He says, there is nothing higher with mustard seed sized faith. There is nothing higher or stronger than you. He's telling you, you don't have to have physical size to remove things more powerful than you. He says, there is nothing you could not do. He says, and there is nothing that shall be impossible for you. Nothing. I'm asking you, why are you surviving when nothing is impossible? That means the absence of faith makes you a slave. The lack of faith makes you a puppet. He says, who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believes? There's one thing this world cannot handle. There's one thing this world, this system does not know how to deal with, and that is faith. That's why when Jesus came into the world, he was an enigma because the world did not know how to deal with him. Therefore, he tamed the world. He says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. How did you overcome the world? By faith. By faith. What is the weight or the viscosity of a storm of the waves of the sea? How strong are gale winds 
We've all seen what hurricanes can do. We've all seen what gale can do. It can pillow a, 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 an entire house. But Jesus looked at that house destroying, building destroying winds. Looked at them straight in the face and said, Peace. He didn't shout. He had just woken up from sleep. He said, Peace. Be still. And the Bible says, And there was great calm. And then he turned around and said to them, Why did you not have faith? That means a life, the life of Christ was a life in demonstration of the possibilities of faith. Faith will make you a magician. Faith will make you a witch. An anomaly in society. How do you succeed when others fail? How do you rise when others go down? How do you increase when others decrease? How are you sustained when others are crumbling? Faith. He says, and nothing, nothing shall be impossible for you. That means there is nothing you could not do. Jesus is telling you, that with faith there is nothing you cannot do they, listen he says there is nothing you cannot do there is there is nothing you cannot do there is nothing you cannot accomplish there is nothing you cannot achieve he says the greatest of goals the greatest of all your aspirations become possible become not only probable but possible with faith he says if you have faith as small as a mustard seed as small as a mustard seed he says you can move materials if you can move a mountain you can alter a situation if you can move a mountain you cannot change hopeless situations if you can move a mountain, that means you can change how your life looks. You can change the image of your life. Jesus, I never said so. I read you John 3 verse 3 verse 16 last week, right? It says, for, so God, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes, whoever believes, on him should not perish should not perish or come to ruin or destruction he says if you believe in Jesus you cannot be distracted you cannot come to ruins if, if you believe in Jesus you are distraction proof if you believe in Jesus you are ruin proof. If Jesus is the object of your faith, then nothing has, has enough power. Nothing has enough power. Nothing has enough force to topple you over, to destroy you, to overcome you. Nothing. There, there is nothing. Question is, what is stronger than Jesus? 
What is more powerful than Jesus? What is wiser than Jesus? Who can outwit Jesus? So the one who believes in Jesus cannot be outwitted. He said he should not be outwitted. Why? Because to believe in Jesus means to share in his life. To believe in Jesus means to share in his spirit. To believe in Jesus means to share in his nature. Then what is faith? What then is faith? If it is so vital, essential, not only to the progression of our spiritual walk with God, but to the materialization of every desire and hope and dream that we have, what then is faith? Because this thing is so important that without it, not only can you not please God, but without it, you cannot live the life of your dreams. You, God's dream, God's will, God's plan, God's purposes for you without faith will never come to fruition. They need faith to come to pass. This is what the world would refer to as an alien resource that gives the man who has it not only superior knowledge, not only superior intelligence, not only superior power, but it gives that man every essential access to what he may need in this world. The man who has faith cannot lack. The man who has faith cannot be destroyed. The man who has faith is the superior. That means if you are the only one in your workplace that has faith, you are the superior. Why? With all the power that he had, with, with all the resources that he had, with all the authority that he had, why could not Pharaoh give the command to kill Moses? Why could you not say kill him? Moses was bothering Pharaoh. Moses was practically a nobody to Pharaoh. Yet Pharaoh could not utter the words kill him. Could not utter the words execute him. Moses had no gun. Moses had no army. Moses did not bring threats with, with bulldozers and all these fly machines or tank. No! Moses had no atomic bomb. All Moses had was a rod and the word that came from the Lord saying, let my people go. And the Bible says that by faith, Moses enduring as seeing the invincible. He says, enduring as seeing the invincible. Do you know what it means? It means his faith allowed him to see God. tell you about Jephthah and Samson and David. He says, man who through faith subdued kingdom, brought kingdom, kingdoms under their duress. A man with only 300 servants, servants, not, not, not soldiers, servants, could go and fight three nations. 
single-handedly defeat them. Something that an entire nation could not surmount. A man what 300 people could do. It's called faith. It's called faith. The Bible says those who have the faith of Abraham are blessed with faithful Abraham. A man who can pillage an entire nation as one man. The Bible says Samson did that by faith. He brought down Philistia as one man. No educational background. No status quo in society. But he was a man who heard God and had faith. My brother, if you believe Jesus, if you truly believe Jesus, if you truly believe his word, if you ever believed in everything and anything Jesus said, let me tell you something. This world is too small for you. Faith is the energy behind all achievement. It is the energy behind all greatness. It is the energy behind all success. Everyone, there is a law, everyone who ever attains greatness must subscribe to faith. They must have faith. And that's why Jesus taught men who are unregenerated faith. Because faith is the universal law that governs the universe. That means both the unrighteous and the righteous can step on into it. You see, the only faith that differentiates the Christian from the non-Christian is the faith of Jesus Christ, is the saving faith. That is the only faith you can have believing in Jesus. But in terms of accomplishment, achievement, and materialization, he says, any man, whoever, whoever, whosoever believes anything, Hebrews chapter 11. The problem is, you still think and behave like your mouth was given for the sake of conversation. The primary use of the mouth is not conversational, it's creative, it's creational. To talk and communicate is secondary. To create is the primary use of the mouth, is to express faith. The Bible says that Peter perceived, I mean, Paul perceived that the man who was listening to him had faith to be healed, yet he wasn't healed. He had faith, yet he was still lame. Until Paul, Paul addressed him and said, rise up and walk. And what did the man do? He acted on his faith. You see, there are three stages to faith. We'll talk about that some other time. Hebrews chapter 12, chapter 11, chapter 11. Are we there? Let's read, please. Now faith is the substance. Now faith is the substance. Yeah. Of things hoped for. The Greek word there is hypostasis. What hypostasis means is essence. Right? Is essence. Is, is, 
is the main ingredient right every every for instance what's the main substance what is the substance of water what is the substance of water what yeah it, 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 what's the base of water yes so 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 water has a base right it has a base substance and the base substance of water is hydrogen and water and oxygen right that that's what that's what the bible is referring to there your hope has a base your hope for okay, what is your hope what is your hope what's your hope to be an entrepreneur right that's your hope that's your hope but it's in the future right it's something that's 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 in the expanded dimension it's there but not there right like water right like water imagine imagine there's no there's no water right it would be there but not there right because you would need hydrogen and oxygen molecules right to bring that about correct so your hope is to be an entrepreneur right now she said remove the hope put the entrepreneur right read it no 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 she must read it your hope is not to be there read it Uh uh. Now faith is the substance of the No. Faith read it as like it applies to you. Now faith is the substance of intrepidity. No. Now faith is the substance of. Yeah. The evidence of. Read it. Yeah. Yes. The evidence of things. Ah uh ah. -uh. Don't put things there. The evidence of the entrepreneur not seen. Yeah. You start again. Yes. Now faith is the substance of a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. The evidence of an entrepreneur not seen. Mm. Yeah. Let's amplify it. Who's who has amplified Bible? Oh, so you remember all of a sudden. Oh. <laughs> amplified Bible? Okay. Let me give you my amplified Bible. Right? Now you read this, okay? Take read. Now faith. Now faith is the assurance. Yeah. The confidence. Yeah. The title deed. Yeah. Of the successful entrepreneur. Oh, what? Faith is what? The so what assures you that you are a successful entrepreneur? 
What confirms? What provides the evidence? What is the title deed? Is it because you have a big office? Is it because you have some large capital? Is it because you have funding? Is it because you have some innate skills? What is the base of a successful entrepreneur? So that means that faith helps you see yourself as a successful entrepreneur. Helps you act like a successful entrepreneur. Helps you behave like a successful entrepreneur. Gives you the attitude of a successful entrepreneur. Because faith is the building you need, is the funding you need, is the first capital you must come in contact with. Without the, imagine, imagine you go to a bank and they say to you, here's 500,000, start your business. What is the feeling you will have? He said, faith must give you that feeling first. The emotion that will come from having a new build is that faith must give you that emotion first. Because faith is what substantiates that reality. That means you are a successful entrepreneur before you have a building, before you have funding. You are a successful entrepreneur before you have the product. None of those things makes you a successful entrepreneur. That's why a man, a billionaire, can lose his entire billions now. In three years later, he'll have them all back. Why? Because those billions did not make him a billionaire. It was his conviction that made him a billionaire. So the billions came because of his conviction. He did not become a billionaire because of the billions. Faith forms you. Continue reading. Read it, read it from the beginning. Now faith is the assurance. Now faith is the assurance. The confirmation. The confirmation. The title deed. The title deed. Of a successful So tell me, do you need to carry your house everywhere to show that you own a house? Do you need to go around with your house to show that you have a house that you own a house if you go to the court do you go with a picture of a house and say this is my house there's a document that you submit right that you get that's deeded to you after you purchase a house right and that deed has your title Which means that you are now owner to that house. So as long as you can provide that deed, nobody can tell you that you don't own the house. You don't need to bring your house. Your house can remain wherever it is. That means you, 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 can, you, can, you can prove that you have a house in, in Cape Town when you are in Pretoria. The reality of that house is proven by the title deed. Not because it's seen. So your house does not need to be seen in order for it to be real. What makes the house real, it's not its visibility, it's the title deed. So if you can provide the title deed, 
The visibility of the house is inconsequential. You don't need to see. No judge will say, come, let, let, let me make an appointment. I want to see that if it's really your house. No, if you provide the deeds, the house is yours. The judge don't need to see it. The moment, the moment they see the title deed, the image of the house is, 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 is produced. So what, what is he saying? He says, faith is a title deed. That means you can provide proof. 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 By faith. Not by the thing. By faith. That the thing is yours. How? By, by living. By acting. By talking. Because the evidence of faith is in your speech. The evidence of faith is in your actions. If you have faith, you will act. For instance, I asked you on, on Wednesday, who believes in health? Everybody lifted up their hands, right? Who believes in health? Everybody lifted their And then I, I asked you a supplementary question and everybody put down their hands. It's not faith because there are no corresponding and supplementing actions to prove that you believe in a thing. What is the supplementing action to prove that you believe in Jesus? Because faith produces evidence. Faith produces evidence. So I cannot say, hey, look at me, I'm a millionaire. They don't have to see the millions, but they should see the attitude that you see the discipline, that you see the diligence, because there's a way that is what? That is acclaimed or accustomed or alike to what? How a millionaire should be. Because no man who truly becomes a millionaire, you see, you, you can get, who truly becomes a millionaire had not produced the character that is consistent. So your faith is the character of your desires. So before your desires manifest, you must imbue the character. Read. Now faith. Now faith is the assurance. Yeah. The confirmation. Yeah. The title deed. Yeah. Of the, of the successful entrepreneur being the proof of entrepreneurship. Oh. Perceiving as real what is not revealed to the senses. That means I can act like I'm a billionaire, like I'm a millionaire, like I'm a healed man, even when there is no physical evidence. Even when you see me, when you see me with the sickness, you see me with the sickness. Because the reality is not perceptible to your senses. I can act like I'm well. Not because the sickness is gone, but because I have the evidence. Do you understand that? So my acting healed is not a denial of the sickness. It's a supplanting of it. So I don't say I'm an entrepreneur and then I sleep 14 hours a day. 
I don't say I'm a successful entrepreneur and then I don't wake up when I should. I don't graft when I should. I don't work when I should. You understand? Okay. Let's 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 read something. Let's read something in second second Peter. I think this will help you. Second Peter Hathali Gabahasa. Second Peter uh, chapter number one. The essentiality of faith. Second Peter chapter one verse five. Right? Are we there? Let's read. Verse 5. Everybody, let's read, please. For this very reason. Yeah, yeah. Giving what? Spode. 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 It means to make it your business. Right? Giving all diligence. Right? Do what? Ha! Do what? So, your faith requires sponsorship. Your faith requires sponsorship. Because that's what the word there means. Your faith requires sponsorship to do what? So he says, epicorego, uh, it means sponsor your faith. So if faith is the substance of a successful entrepreneur, right? Because if it is that which is hoped for. <laughs> that means until faith comes, you are not an entrepreneur. Because faith makes your hope now. So, the hope that you want to be, he said, by faith you are. And it's important that you are because the thing is, the thing you desire, let me put it this way. You must first become the person you want to be in the future before you can be that, before that reality or that future can come to you. In other words, you can never attain unto riches until you become that person. So everything you want to be in the future, you must be today. Because when you say, I will be when I get there, you will never get there. Because you can never emulate, you can never live in a world in which you are not presently. So, in a way, your future is brought into your present by becoming that. And what faith does is that it makes you what you want to become now. So you're not going to be, you are. And because you are, that means whatever you do is consistent with that which you want to be. But you are doing it now, before you are. 
right? Before you are in the senses. That means when, when you wake up, wear suits, and you know, act like you are big shot, and everybody's looking, hey, what's happening? No, I am. That's why when Moses said, who, who shall I say sent me? God didn't say, I, I am that was and is and needs to come. God never said that. God never said, go tell him, he who was and is and needs to come. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? What was Moses asking? What was Moses ask, asking? Who? Who? Sent? And what was God's reply? What was God's reply? What was God's reply? What was his reply? I am what? I am that I why is that so powerful why, why does God send Moses and say tell him I am he's sending in the name of I am why so that when Moses says, I'm going to destroy you God becomes a destroyer so when Moses says, I'm going to bless I am is going to bless you do you understand that I am healing. So he, be, he, he embodies that which is portrayed. So you, you, if you are going to be, you will never be. But if you are, that's, that's, that's the difference between people who survive and people who thrive and succeed. Because those who survive have what? Have postponed everything they want to be to some abstract future. They don't even know when they're going to reach. But if you are now, faith will then begin to arrange the circumstances to ensure the materialization of who you say you are. So he says, faith makes you your hope. The thing you hope for, faith makes it for you. So it's not, I am going to be successful. I am going to be an entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur. And because you are an entrepreneur, because you are, then every single thing consistent with who you are will begin to show in your life. That is the power of faith. And that's why Jesus said, nothing shall be impossible for you. Nothing. He meant it. Nothing. The reason why everything is impossible for you is because you are still living in the realm of wishes and hopes. But once you come into the realm of faith, you realize that what you want to be, the base of it, the essence of it is faith. And once you realize that, then he says to you, Add epicorego to your faith. Add sponsor your faith. In other words, sponsor your faith. The things that are consistent, the qualities and virtues that are consistent with the reality you want. That means if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you've got to read, you've got to have knowledge, you've got to understand the world in which you are trying to get into. 
Do you understand? What are you doing? You are sponsoring your faith, knowledge. Because if you are, but you do not possess the knowledge, the riches cannot come in. If you are, but do not have the understanding, it cannot be established. If you are, but do not have the wisdom, it cannot be built. So he says, accompanying who you are, if you are wealthy, if, 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 if you say that I am rich, then that means you've got to add to that faith the knowledge of the rich, the wisdom of the rich, the understanding of the rich, the diligence of the rich. Otherwise, the reality will never materialize. Right? Because sponsoring your faith is licensing that reality into your present and into this world. Read. You'll see it. Giving all diligence. You see? In other words, you must do it with diligence. You don't become an entrepreneur by praying. You become an entrepreneur by hard work. You <laughs> Do you see that? So if you are an entrepreneur, that means there are characteristics that must be consistent. Right? Let's read, let's read, let's read, let's read. Give it all diligence, add to your faith. Virtue. You see that? Add to your faith what? Virtue. Principles. Principles. Become a virtuous man. A virtuous woman. Have principles that are consistent with your faith. You want to be an entrepreneur, but you're corrupt. You lie. But you want to be an entrepreneur. There's no virtue in you. So automatically, your faith is weakened. You see, your faith is weakened. And you risk it becoming hypocrisy because you are saying something but you are acting differently from what you are saying that's hypocrisy so you 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 must add you must sponsor your faith with virtues principles yeah if you want to strengthen it There are virtues that are consistent with what you are faithing for. Read, continue. And to virtue, and to virtue what? Knowledge. You see, principles are not enough. You can be corrupt and dumb. I mean, you can be not, not corrupt and dumb. You can be principled and dumb. You, you see that? So the one does not take the place of the other. Because you are all righteous, principled, sweet konyana, that's going to take you somewhere but if you're dumb you're going to go nowhere very quickly so he said sponsor your faith with what? so Chris if you say if you say 
I'm a billionaire or I'm a millionaire. That means you got to have a business. You got to have knowledge of how to run a business. You got to have you got to have knowledge consistent with that with that arena of life. Do you see that? You see why you are never able to attain certain dimensions in life because you don't become or you don't attain to those dimensions through what? Through how the others for instance, if somebody is I'm, talking, I'm not talking about tenderpreneurs here. Yes, I'm not talking about politician, pol- uh, politically aff- affiliated businesses. I'm talking about starting a business from scratch. Yeah. If you want your business to be to be a, 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 a six a six uh, a digit uh, business or uh, eight eight seven or eight uh, digit business, you gotta do what those people do at a level. And let me let me remove business. If you wanna live a life at a certain level. You got to attain the knowledge, the virtues of that level. Do you, do you understand that? You are level two. You want to go to level three, right? You don't get into level three without first attaining the virtues and knowledge of level two. That's the only way you get access to level two living. But the problem is that you want level three living, right? And you are at level one and you are I, everything, you are trying to jump into a level of life that you have not prepared for. So faith without preparation is equals to disaster. So you always come into shipwrecking of your faith. You're always coming into the disaster, disaster uh, management of your faith because you 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 say you have faith you are trying to jump into level three you're in level one but you don't have the characteristics the character the virtues the knowledge that that gives you the right to stay at level three and then you crash you know i blew it right yes, a level one person trying to handle a level, a level eight lifestyle what will happen you will crash you can't stay there that's why if yes yes Yes, because you must be the character of the millions you want to handle. If you are not, those things will, will destroy you. <laughs> look at all, look at every single body that won those millions. Most of them poor, right? They're already poor before they won the lotto. They're already, right? They're already poor, they're already a mess. When that stepped in, they became even more of a mess. They became even more poor. Yet they did not realize it because the money hid it. But what happened in two years? They lost it all. Why? Because they were not what they had. So you must become the level you want to attain before you attain it. That is faith. That is faith. You don't say, I will be a good wife. If you scrap a samutunje. You will not be a good wife. When you get in, no, no, you will not be because you're supposed to be. He that findeth a good wife. Question is, do you find a wife after you marry her or before? Yeah. So if you are not the wife before, how are you going to be one after? How are you going to be the one after? You see, the school system, the university system tries to emulate faith, but they fail in one area. Right? When you're studying to be a doctor, right? 
you study first, right? You get your qualification and then you go. That is in, in a way the, the progression of materializing faith. That is the progression of materializing faith. Because if you say now, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, you're a doctor. Eh? Okay, operate on me. You will kill me. <laughs> you're gonna kill me. Why are you gonna kill? Your faith is not sponsored. Your faith lacks the adequate knowledge required in order for you to exercise the realm of doctoring. Do you get it now? Do you get it? Do you get it? So he says, sponsor your faith what? Knowledge. You can't say you're going to be, you are a successful entrepreneur, yet you don't read. You ain't going to be nothing. You ain't, like, I'm, no, you ain't going to be nothing. I'm trying to remove hypocrisy. You ain't going to be nothing. Because your faith will lack. Your faith will lack. If you can't do bookkeeping, can't do accounting, if you don't understand a balance sheet, say, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. No, hell no, no, ain't gonna work, ain't gonna work. And if you don't have the patience, let's read, please. Yeah, and to knowledge, enkratia, enkratia, the denial of self-gratification or the delayal of self-gratification to a future date because you want to accomplish something. Self-control. If you are a binger, prodigal, how are you going to be interpreted? Because all, if all you know is to consume, whatever you get, you consume. Why? Faith. Faith demands preparation for the life you are faithing for. Without preparation, without preparation, faith will have a difficult time. That's why the Bible tells us that even before God began the restructuring and recreation, there was a preparation that took place and the Spirit of God hovered on the face of the water. Anything you don't prepare is compromised, will be compromised. Yep. If the doctor walks into the theater room and he does not prepare himself, he does not prepare his instruments, he, he will most likely compromise the patient. Because you, you have not thoroughly prepared. So you prepare for success. You prepare for greatness. You don't prepare for survival. You don't prepare for survival. Yes, you prepare for marriage. You prepare, you prepare before you enter into it. You prepare. Yes. That's why you are prepared first to be a doctor. You are prepared. If God does not prepare you, He means it may, He meant for your destruction. 
Because preparation is preservation. If you don't look, look, look at look at Josh Joseph. Look at Joseph. He had dreams about the sun and the moon bowing down to him. His mother and father and brothers bowing down to him. And he wanted to enter into it before he was prepared. And what happened? God orchestrated circumstances which led him through into becoming a slave, into becoming a prisoner, and ultimately into becoming a prime minister. The thing for which he needed to be prepared for, the thing which he saw in his visions, that was reality, but he needed to be prepared for. 17 years later, the man is sitting at the highest seat in all of the known world, the then known world. He's, he's sitting at the highest seat. And his brothers and his fathers, they come and bow to him. But it took him 17 years to be prepared for it. Yes. Yes. And do not shun away preparation. Do not shun away preparation. If, if, if your dreams in your faith is for things larger than life, Pray for God to prepare you. David was anointed, was anointed at age 16 to be king. He stepped on the throne when he was age 40. Was he not king all this time? He was king. But why did not God allow him to ascend the throne? He was not prepared. And God spent all those years preparing him for what he already made him. When God made Abraham, did he say, I am going to make you a father of many nations? Did he say, you are going to be a father of many nations? What did God say? I have made thee. I have made thee. I have made thee. When God met Abraham, he had already made him a father of many nations. That means when Abraham had Isaac, that was not the time he became a father of many nations. The time Abraham became a father of many nations was when God made him. And what was God doing all that time? He was preparing him to be what he always made him. And faith is believing in that which God hath made you. And, and setting yourself, channeling yourself, structuring yourself, disciplining yourself, and preparing yourself to being that person and materializing that person to your world. And that means that you need to have self-control. You need to have virtues. You need to have knowledge. That means you need to learn to master the person God has made you to be now, not then. Because should you wait and not prepare, you will find that you are and have become but corrupted. but corrupted. You can be anything. You can achieve anything that you set your mind, your heart, and your faith to accomplish it. Because he says nothing is impossible. But remember, 
in setting those goals, aspirations, and faithing, there has to be accompanying and supplementary sponsorships. If you don't have the character for what you are believing God for, if you don't have the knowledge that is required for that life, you will never live it. If you do, it will be by chance and it will be for your destruction. Yes, it all starts with faith. That's where success starts from. Because faith will then begin to build a network of prerequisites that must then be fulfilled. Yes. That's why I said if you believe in health, you will exercise, you will eat healthy, you will mind what you eat, you will take care of your sleep. All those things that are consistent with, with, with the health of your spirit, soul, and body. You will pray, you will keep yourself from sin, you, you will do what is right. All those things you will begin. Faith tells you to do that. If you tell yourself, I want to be a millionaire, then faith will tell you, son, you need knowledge. That means if you have to get an MBA, you must go get an MBA. If you need to go and get a knowledge mentorship, you must do that. Why? Because faith directs you in the path that you must fulfill in order for you to become. Yes. Yes. As much as faith is instant, there are processes and systematic steps and processes and systems that, that faith has. If you don't fulfill them, you don't become and don't manifest. Yes. Yes. But you start with belief. Because belief is what will navigate you into greatness. That's where you start. Belief is what will navigate you. If you don't believe in greatness, how can you achieve it? If you don't believe in success, how can you achieve it? If you don't believe in abundance, in wealth and in health, how can you achieve it? Yes. Yes. The only reason why you're sick is because you don't believe in healing. The only reason why you're poor is because you don't believe in wealth. You believe in the thing that you're experiencing. And that's why you, you, have, you, have, you, have, you have now created a survival mindset, a survival mentality because you are in the thing, I might as well just find a way to survive. Because you plan to stay in it. You plan to remain in it. You plan to die in it. But those who have faith will look outside the ditch they are in and say, come what may, I will climb out of this thing. Come what may, I will come out of this thing. Even, even if it means that I must study, even if it means that I must work hard, even if it means that momentarily I must look like a fool, I will do whatever it takes. Those are who make it in life. Those are who make it in life the comfort the comfortable will always serve the unsatisfied if you remain comfortable you will always be there and let me tell you there's a dissatisfaction there's a regret feeling that comes with comfortability you might not feel it then but down the line down the road in life those feelings those emotions of regret those emotions of they will come and attack you 
Because there's a reason why God gave you eyes. There's a reason why God has allowed you to see. Yes, God shows us the bad and the good to learn from both of them. To learn from the bad, to be inspired from the good. Only a stupid man, only a wicked man can look at what is good and not be inspired. Only a foolish man, only a blind man can look at greatness and still look down on it. Yes, the greatness of others are a reminder, are God's reminder to you that that is where you should be. The failure of others is a lesson from God to you that that is where you should not be. That's why throughout the Bible, God always makes a distinction between the good and the bad, the good and the bad, the light and the darkness. Why? Because the darkness is a lesson. The light is an inspiration. And only a man who, is, who does not care about greatness will never study the great lives of others and not be inspired by them. Because greatness begets greatness. Success begets success. Death begets. Solomon said, I've investigated everything under the sun. Yes, yes, the success of others is evidence that faith is real, is, is evidence. When you look at others who are more successful than you, it's God telling you it's possible. It's possible. Look at what Jesus says. He says, do what I do. Mimic me. He says, be ye imitators of God. He's telling you the secret to success is imitation. <laughs> it's imitation. How many shoe brands are there in the world? Is there only one? How many of them are successful? Is there only one? Do they, do these shoe brands create anything different from what another shoe brand does? Do they make money? Yes. Are they successful? Yes. They are successful in a thing that is already there. Yes. Look at Puma, look at Nike, look at Adidas. Do, do they have a share in the market? Do they produce the same kind of shoes? No, how no? How no? Because the, the same shoes Nike make come from the same factory that Adidas makes. So how, how are they, they all gonna be any different? The shape might be different, but it's the same. Is Nike a billion dollar company? Is Adidas a billion dollar company? Is Puma a billion dollar company?
Does Polo make billions? Does Christian Dior make billions? I thought because they do the same thing, they will not make money. Imitation is the key to success. You only become a failure when you follow failures. Yeah. Faith is a life at manifesting the impossible. It's a life at manifesting the impossible. I was reading after some hedge fund managers and how they started out in the hedge fund and money management business. And I was reading, and I was reading one guy said, he quit school and he started going into the markets and he had only a thousand, he borrowed $1,600. And in six years, he turned it into $40 million. In 12 years, he turned it into over $600 million. In one year alone, at one point in time, he made $300 million. And I was sitting there and, I was, and what he was saying was, was not something new, was not something strange. And then the Spirit, of God whispered, the Spirit of God whispered to my ears and he said, you can also do that. If you believe, if you believe, doesn't matter how long you stayed in the gutters, The Bible says death could not, could not hold him. Death could not hold him. If you believe, it doesn't matter how entrenched poverty has its hands in you. It cannot stop you. Faith is the law of laws. Is the governor of the universe. If you respect it, if you live by it, everything the universe has to give, it will give you. Yes. The universe is a creation of God. It will give you. Everything good that should come your way will come your way. Yes. But where it starts, if you have faith, that's where it all starts. If you have. The reason why your life is a mess. If you have faith. The reason why there's so many inconsistencies. If you have faith. If you have If you have faith. One billionaire said he works 17 hours a day. In his businesses, in meetings, in and out. 17 hours a day. 
And then Chris comes and says, I'm a billionaire by faith. And Chris sleeps 17 hours a day. What are you attracting? You're attracting another law, a little sleep, a little slumber. You see what, 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 what system you are now operating? You, you are hypocritical. If you want to be successful, believe in it. Don't let anybody, don't let anything tell you otherwise. Because anything is possible to him who believes. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Are you? Anything. Any. Is. Any. Yes. Your life is a construct of your belief. It is because you believed. Let's all rise on our feet. Jesus said to you, if you have faith as grain of a mustard seed, as a mustard seed. You know, sometimes we, we profess faith, but don't act it. The profession of faith is one part. Its fulfillment is the action. He says, he says, faith without works is dead. So your faith in being an entrepreneur has to have the works that are consistent with it. For it to be alive and bring forth. That's how it is. That is how it is. And do you know the, 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 the one, of, one of the most important laws of life after faith? Do you know what law is that? Do you know what law is that? The law that controls the entire world? Do you know what law is that? The law of sowing and reaping. There is a law in life. You reap what you sow. You'll only receive what you have. Yeah? So sit down. Let me teach you this quickly. You reap what you sow. 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 The Bible says that diligence Diligence will open doors for a man, right? That means diligence is the seed. The reaping is the opportunity. See, is thou a diligent man in his work? He shall stand before and not mean man. That's a principle. Unless you are diligent, you can't stand before great men. In other words, the only assurity for your greatness to become manifest he says, you must be what? Diligent. It's a law of life. 
So you, you cannot receive what you have not sown, what you have not given. You cannot. You cannot. And that's what faith requires. You have to give. I'm not talking about money here. I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about what you want to receive. What you want to reap. says, God cannot be mocked. He who sows to the flesh shall from of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life and peace. Because you reap what you So make sure in your life, the things you are sowing are consistent with the things you want to reap. Because if what you are reaping is undesired, that means you have sown. You have sown what you have not desired. If what you are receiving constantly in your life is not what you want, that means you have not given toward that thing. Yes, that's what it means. Faith without works is dead. You see, when you sow a seed, it goes into the ground, it's hidden. But then afterward, the fruit grows and the tree grows. The tree and the fruit grows and it's seen for all. Why? It was sown. If you don't learn to sow, into your success, your progress in life. You may wonder, why are you constantly reaping weeds? Are you constantly reaping things that you did not plant? It's because there's no vacuum in life. If you don't sow, life will reap for you. He says, do unto others. Do unto the golden rule. What is it? Do unto do unto do, do unto what you want it's the law of life yes if you want peace in your life you cannot give keep giving others havoc and stress and drama if you constantly give others you will find that in your life because you reap what you sow you will get back what you give Yes, your brothers and sisters in the world, they are your mirror. If you mistreat them, you'll be mistreated by life. Yes. What if they mistreat you? Do not return evil for evil, but rather overcome evil with good. Let's all rise on our feet. You learned something? Amen. Huh? Amen. You learned something? I don't know. Are you, are you going to continue to survive? No. no. Eh? Ask, 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 ask your neighbor. Is, is survival mode still switched on? Ask, ask, ask. Is survival mode still switched on? Ask. And wait for reply. Wait for reply. What are they saying? 